Welcome to Winning the Inner Game. This is Colton Lindsay. Welcome to the Winning Series interview sponsored by Fearless Agent Coaching and Training and Mojo Selling Solutions. How would you like to grow your business exponentially? Leverage your time, get more contracts signed, and still take control of your business and your life while doubling or tripling your income. I'm your host, Colton Lindsay, with the Winning Series interviews at winningtheinnergame.com. You can watch a new interview live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Mountain. I want to say thanks to you guys for watching the show. It's because of you were able to do these interviews and learn, and congratulations for taking the time to learn and master your real estate business. I know there's a lot of other things that you guys could be doing, whether you're watching this live or on a recording, so make sure you guys subscribe to my YouTube channel and go to winningtheinnergame.com to join my winner circle email list for real estate skills and mindset training that you can get invites to for free all the time. I want to introduce you to uh, a, a freaking awesome rock star guy here, Joe. He's from uh, – you're in Michigan, right? That's where you're yeah. out of? Yeah, Metro from Detroit. Metro Detroit, Michigan, where they're selling $65,000 huts uh, in the Brickyard <laughs> Mansions there. <laughs> so um, first of all, before I, I just kind of introduce him, I want you guys right now – I've already opened the Q&A section. Let me just make sure that that is up and running. I've opened the Q&A section so you guys can start asking questions along the way. We may answer them during or we might just save them till the end. Um, so Joe, tell us your name, contact information, how people can get in touch with you, and then also in about 60 to, to 90 seconds, the synopsis of how you got to where you're at today in, in real estate. Sure. Uh, name's Joe Delia. Uh, we service all of Metro Detroit. Uh, contact information, info at thedeliagroup.com, D-E-L-I-A, so info at thedeliagroup.com. And my cell is 248-933-9462. It's 248-933-9462. How we got in the real estate game and to this point is a, uh, it's tough to put in 90 seconds, but long story short, it's hard work. Awesome. So what were you doing before you got into real estate? Uh, Launched a, in college, we did a, uh, a student painting company. Uh, we ran the second largest branch in the country. I know your buddies with AJ Mida. Uh, yeah. We hired AJ into that student painting company uh, back when I think I was 19 and he was 18. So um, from there, uh, evolved some of the guys I met in the student painting company. We went and launched a clothing brand. They're now one of the largest in um, the Midwest and like top five nationally called Wrestling Addicts. It, services a lot of wrestling stuff shocking um and uh so they're they're doing extremely successful they've got i think 30 full-time people now they're really cruising um from that uh actually went back into business with aj uh did some gold stuff it was always a means in which to get into real estate i never thought i'd be a realtor real tour uh i always thought we i would be the investing game and uh so we started investing after the gold thing kind of went bye-bye, uh, uh, took the funds from that, started buying, fixing, selling, buying, fixing, renting, and then uh, couldn't find a realtor I liked, so I just became one. How, how old are you now? 30. 30, and how long have you been in the real estate side of things, being a realtor? Sure, second full-time year. Uh, I've had my license for full years. I was part-time for two. 
Okay, part-time the first two years, went full-time the, the second two years. So you started in your student painting business back at 19. So you've, you've been over 11 years now working as an entrepreneur and a business owner. So you didn't come into real estate just as I'm going to be a sales agent. I'm going to be a business owner, right? right. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right. I, I, it was funny. I was laughing with my wife the other day. I was thinking back, I've never worked for someone full-time in my life. Now we're going to work for 200 people this year, but I've never worked at a job full-time for anyone else ever. Yeah. You know what? I actually had two real jobs, and believe it or not, I got fired from both of them. No, three real jobs. I got fired from two. One of them, I lasted at least a year. It was the worst job ever. I was a meter reader. I read gas meters when I was 18. Worst freaking job on the planet, dude. So – Tell us about that time, 19 to what age were you in the, the painting business, the student painting business? Uh, 19, it was while we were in, in college. So I think I did it I did it for four years. So 19 to 23 or 24. Um, and then we went out, then we launched the clothing brand. And, uh, and you, weren't, you weren't the one that were, was doing the painting, right? You were, were doing door-to-door sales. Is that what I understand it as? Yeah, well, it was uh, well door to door sales is a piece of it. The other part was we were, you know, illegally putting flyers in people's mailbox, um, you know, just hustling. And uh, yeah, we um, it before we did it, I had never I had painted my parents' garage door and ended up selling forty thousand dollars worth of paint jobs in the springtime before we ever even painted anything. So um, yeah, I I think that of the four years I did the student painting thing, I think I painted for a total of probably. 10 hours and who so who did the painting uh we hired people we hired um like our last year we did 64 houses i think if i remember right 64 and i hired 16 different people to get six good painters okay so you you got you your idea was okay how can i create the cell and leverage not actually going and doing the work then basically right right? and we're following just it's, it's it's very similar to kw you're following a model in place that people have already developed in the past and all you're doing is you know here's here's the ops manual now just actually follow the steps and don't get in you know don't put yourself in the way of the process and try to create everything you know that little house that gary builds like on Maria, right and it's like all hodgepodge together or you can go with systems and processes uh student painters is no different follow exactly what the top people are doing much like being a realtor follow what the top people are doing and the rest so, so you came into real estate having a, a, an understanding of what's the foundation, right? And you've probably noticed this uh, with real estate agents. They try to go, especially in the Keller Williams model, they go in, get licensed, and they try to build this team by just putting the roof on first, right? Yeah. And, and it's not going to work. So fast forward, you're 23, 24 years old. Now you're in the gold business. What, what year was this? Yeah, we actually we launched the clothing brand. Yeah. Oh, the clothing brand first. Okay. Yeah, launched clothing brand, did that for three years. Um, yeah, three years, two years, three years. Um, and uh, and then we went into the gold business, yeah. Okay. That so tell been- us, with your launch with the clothing business, because that's a little bit different. I'm sure you weren't knocking doors selling shirts, right? No. no. So I grew up wrestling. My two business partners grew up wrestling. I think that's a lot of where our, my mental toughness and work ethic came from. And uh, so grew up wrestling. Those guys grew up wrestling. My Dad's been official official for over thirty years. My uncles were coaches. You know, those guys had their their you know grasp their roots in other parts of the state. So we launched this clothing brand and went to all the high school teams and we're like, hey, we're doing you know we're doing this clothing brand. We're going to do shirts and everything. And then we instantly had a base because we were just so involved in it growing up. 
Okay. So, so you still had to prospect, right? Oh, you still oh, had yeah, to, to lead generate. It was just yeah. a different format. Right. So it was two, three. Expanding on relationships that were already existing and then, you know, just end up, but they had to see you now as a business person that they could trust instead of, you know, their athlete. Right. Yeah. Got that. So, I think for those watching two things, no matter what business you're in, you're in the lead generation business, true or true. And, and, and that's what they got. to. So you move forward, you're in the gold business. Now I'm, I'm guessing this is before gold kind of tanked right back when it was, it was hot or what yeah, year? when I got in, I, it was at 900 an ounce and then it climbed and went crazy. And before it peaked out, we were out of the gold business. So yeah, we, we went with that rise. Yeah. Oh, nice. So you're in a good time. And I heard AJ, on an interview with Joshua Smith, I, he said that, and I don't know, were you involved with AJ doing gold as well, or was that separate? Uh, okay. For a period, of, we were together, and then we weren't, yeah. Okay, so he, he had explained it in a nutshell that you guys would do gold parties. Is that kind of what you would do to generate the, yeah. the leads? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. give us, in a nutshell, how did you generate leads at that time for that business? Sure. Um, initially, they would throw like uh, um, like a – rent out a conference room at a hotel, a bunch of people would come in with their gold. They'd sell them on the idea of hosting a party, much, much, no different than Tupperware, but it just happened to be everyone getting paid instead of spending money. Right. Yeah. So they'd come in, you'd sign them up, you'd sign the gold parties at the gold party. Everyone sees how much money they make. Everyone's excited. They're walking out with thousands of dollars. So they sign up for parties and then just kind of spirals from there. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, so was, that was, it was crazy, but it was a good time. Yeah, I bet that was an insane amount of time. Were you? Was it a cash business? Oh yeah, yeah. We. Uh, <laughs> it, it was. Uh, I could go. We could talk about it all day. AJ probably could talk to you about it too. I mean, we'd be from Chino Hills to Compton. You know, I remember calling a, a guy, AJ, and I worked with when I was driving through Watts, and I was like, "Look, I'm down for just about everything, but I'm not getting out here." You know, and it's uh, if there's bars on the second floor buildings. <laughs> you know, you're worried about someone putting a ladder against your house and breaking into the second floor. That's that's when I'm calling it quits. But just about everywhere else we went, so it was good wow. Time. Didn't matter if we were in Huntington. So you, you had a mansion. You guys were just stacking cash because that was that's probably a major cash transaction. Then awesome. Funny so, story, real quick. Let me, oh, yeah, see it. Yeah, I flew up to uh, flew up to San Francisco, picked up two hundred fifty thousand in cash. And then, so they paid me to fly up to San Fran. We picked up 250,000 cash, went back to the house, met AJ. AJ dispersed it. Everyone, like there's like 20 people there waiting for us. So everyone got 10 grand and left. That 250 disappeared like that within a minute. And, uh, and then everyone brought back the gold at the end of the day. It was a crazy business. It sounds like fake, but it happened. It that is so awesome. Okay, time. so fast forward. What year uh, did you get your license? Four years ago, so 2011. Yeah, 2011 originally was licensed in Ohio. My wife was a project manager for General Electric, which is why I was living all over the country, moving around. Um, and then we decided we wanted to move home. So then I got my license in Michigan. So 2011 to 2013, you were, you were a real estate agent in Ohio. You were part-time. So what, what were you doing besides real estate at that time? I, the only reason I got my license was to make commissions off our own transactions and have MLS access. Um, so we we're buying, like I bought a four unit building for 30 something, put 40 in, rented it for 2,200, uh, bought another building for 60 something, put 130 into it and started renting that. That was a house we thought we were going to live in for a long time. Um, and, uh, then I was picking up another four unit building backed out of that. So that's what I was doing. And then 
I was also helping out the property management division, leasing up some stuff. Wasn't making crap on that, but I was just learning the game generally. Okay, so which I think that's cool to to get out to uh, a lot of the viewers because we've got viewers that do a lot of deals. We've got viewers that do very few deals, part time agent, full time agent, and it's cool to see that. Hey, and I think you said you're we're going to hit 200 units this year. Is that yeah. what you're saying? So yeah. it's cool to see that you can go from being part time. To, to doing 200 units a year and it doesn't open or happen overnight. Is that, is that the case? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. I mean, we've done it in two years, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's so, great. so fast forward now you're in Michigan, uh, Metro Detroit. Tell us about the, uh, the first 12 months in, in your business. Tell us the number of units you did and where did you go to start attacking business? Sure. So we, we decided to move home. My wife took a job as a loan officer at Quicken Loans, um, and so I had my license. And then, so it basically started with I thought to myself, "All right, well, I've got my friends and family local, and I've got a big family, so I've I've got that, and I actually don't get a ton of business from our family, not as much as I thought I would." Um, so I always had that base, and I always had a big group of friends and people that I hung around with, and a big class that Renee and I went to in high school. So I had a little bit of that, and I just started posting on Facebook, you know. My first deal we closed in Michigan, it was closed another one. It happened to be my my brother's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Hey, closed another one, closed another one. And they see that like once a month that I closed another one. And really I'm closing like not that many deals when I was doing part-time. And that's all anyone ever wanted to talk to me about when I was out. And that's the event. So it was like social media was like the foundation in some ways. And then from there, Renee getting the job at Quicken Loans, um, I was sending all of my business to her. And then in turn, her the people on her team that I got, you know, that, that whole company is under 35 years old. So it's our same age demographic. And uh, so I got to know all the people there. They started sending me their friends and family. And then, I mean, I just networked and worked that niche because who better to network with than people who pre-approve people all day? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, and those, those are sources that you add into your personal circle that you're going to do, I don't know, five, 10 referrals from one person, yeah. right? Yeah. And so you're really going to some key circles of influences to, to nail that. So how many units your first 12 months? Uh, did 50 total transactions. I think it was 47 sales, three leases. Okay. And so of those sales, were those all buyers or were they sellers? Uh, we're 80-20 buyer-seller. So 80% buyer? Yeah. 20% seller. And what's crazy is because it, it used to be you'd hear a lot more people were 80-20 listing and, and buyers. Right. And I think that we're starting to see a, a transfer of the way technology is and the way you can leverage your time with working with a buyer that you can quickly turn those those deals. Is that kind of what you guys have experienced? Yeah. And, and I think it just happens to be the niche in which we've um, ramped up quickly with. I mean, like I just said, so I network with a bunch of people who are pre-approving people all day. Right. So who are they pre-approving? Well, they're pre-approving buyers. So you know, that, that was the initial low hanging fruit. And I just went after it as hard as I possibly could. And I'm still going after it. I was at another event last night, networking with even more people in the company and it's getting higher and higher up. So Awesome. So what was the, um, uh, what was your average sales price that year? Uh, I don't remember what it was last year. Overall, we're at 171,000 right now. Oh, so that was what your average sales price is or, or revenue you've made for the year? No, that's average sales price. Um, okay, so that's for for this. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So now fast forward. Let's talk a little bit about this year. We're eight 
almost nine, eight and a half months into the year. Yep. How many units have you guys closed to date? We have closed. I, I love these questions and I have it all printed out. 110 today. 110 units. Yeah. And what does that look like on uh, volume? Nine, $18.95 million. So basically $19 million in yep. volume there. And what does that turn out to in, in gross commissions? I don't have gross commissions in front of me, Colton. Renee, give me gross <laughs> commissions so far this year if you could. I'll get the number. Trust me. Yes, no problem. And so obviously you've expanded to leverage yourself during that time frame. You're, yeah. you're not doing 110 transactions and no. processing them and, and doing all that yourself, right? So a little, actually. What, let's hear about what, how is your system set up? You have a team put together. Do you have – um, do you have buyer's agents? Do you not have yeah. buyer's agents? What, tell us the outlook of that. Yeah, we have 10 full-time, well, 10 people on our team. One's part-time. Uh, we have two virtual assistants that help with writing offers, processing, post-close, initial uh, onboarding, um, database management. Um, they do like some of our flyers and all kinds of uh, like Photoshop stuff. Um, and, uh, and then we have two full-time people. My wife runs our entire back end of the office. She's like our COO essentially, right? So she has an engineering degree. She's ran multi-billion dollar projects for General Electric. She handles everything on the back end. Um, and then from there- um, Hold on have, one second. My wife's getting my credit card in the background here. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Our, our, just to answer your question back, our gross commission income so far this year is 400,000. Okay, awesome. Um, and then with- uh, how much is this pending? How much do we have pending? I don't know. I'll get what it is pending right now because we have um, 7.7 .7 million pending right now. Um, so hold on. I want to stop you right there because one of the things I want to point out to the viewers watching this is how well Joe knows his numbers, right? You really seem to track some key metrics with inside right. of your business. And would you be able to do the volume you're doing if you did not track those and focus on those? I don't know how you don't track it because if you don't know where you are, how do you know where you're going? You know what I mean? Sure. You set a goal of, Hey, I'm going to do my goal last year was we're going to do 10 million. Right. And if you don't have the spreadsheet in place to figure out where you're at, I mean, it's just kind of a wish more than a goal. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. So back to the team dynamic. Sorry sure. to interrupt on that. No, that's fine. Um, so we've got myself, we've got the four back end uh, between my wife and her, her three um, rock stars that work with her. And then uh, I do just our listings. That's all I do all day is listings and then uh, team growth. And then on the other side, we've got five people. We've got a full-time showing agent, a lead buyer specialist, and then three full-time buyer specialists. Awesome. Yep. So, so what I want to look at is you came into real estate with the idea, I'm going to build a business out of it. You've got a back-end support that pretty much sounds like your wife runs that operation right your focus is is the listings and not only the listings but team growth and so one of the things i imagine that you focus on is is not only networking with you know it sounds like quicken loans but recruiting agents right recruiting a new agent because you've created a system to generate leads now it's okay let's service these leads so you're a listing agent and a recruiting agent it sounds like is that correct no that's absolutely correct did you go to mega this year I didn't go to Mega this year. Uh -uh. Well, on stage, you consistently heard the same message from everyone, and they said um, that the biggest, uh, the, the biggest hurdle every big team has right now is talent on their team and their own personal leadership skills developing the talent on their team. 
So I've kind of taken that to heart, and um, that's been my big focus. Uh, you, you constantly hear it, Ben Kenny, everyone talking about, hey, I need talent, I need talent, I need talent. So that's uh, if you have talent, you got to find a way to implement it. Otherwise, they're going to end up somewhere else. So not only have talent, but how do you you know recruit them? How do you select them? How do you uh, educate them? You know what I mean? How do you how do you train them to to be a part of what what your vision is the real deal you right it's it's the uh it's painting that oasis for them so talk to us about that um how do you divide your time focusing on your skill set and focusing on your training as a leader sure um i i think the toughest thing i struggle with right now is is managing my calendar which i know is one of the questions you talk about um so i have a hard time divvying it up so i end up doing a lot of one or then a lot of another and i have a hard time balancing it um, really it comes down to lead flow and based on lead flow, I'm either actively looking or I'm building my bench. So if we don't have lead flow to support another person or I'm not looking to change personnel, then I'm not really looking. I'm just paying attention to who might be good to have a conversation with at some point. So you're tracking leads in is probably one of your key metrics then. Yeah. And, and this isn't stuff I created. I mean, um, they say you want 15 today, 15 soon and 15 in the future for each buyer's agent that you have for 45. <laughs> That's that's directly from Mike Perna, who I try to do everything he does. So tell me what you mean by that. Fifteen today, fifteen tomorrow, fifteen in the future. Uh, so if a buyer's agent should have in the next, you know, if they think in the next ninety days they're going to close at least fifteen people okay. in the pipeline, right? And then the next six months should be at least an additional more fifteen, and then you know, sometime in the next year another fifteen. So you've got three lanes of of fifteen. You need to constantly. If they're having more than that, they're probably going to get burned out at some point. Okay. So kind of keep, that's kind of the target number to fill each agent. And when, when you're hit one agent at 15, 15 and 15, it's okay. Time to hire another agent. Yeah. Right. You hit another one time to hire another. And if, if the leads are slowing down, then that's when you can gauge to, Hey, who do I got to get rid of sort of thing? Right. Exactly. Yeah. You always want to, uh, I was talking to Jim Schaefer about it yesterday, you know, cut off the bottom to add to the top. If you're constantly, uh, you know, get rid of, as you go into a slow season and you don't mind cutting the fat out and try to acquire someone coming into the busy season again who, you know, is talent versus someone you found out slipped through the cracks and wasn't quite cutting it. Yeah, so it's not it's, – it's slow to hire, quick to fire sort of thing, getting the right person in and, and taking the emotion out. Obviously, you want to see your team members succeed, right? Yeah. yeah. But there comes a point that when you say, hey, listen, it's just you're not matching up with the vision. Have you had to do that with team members yet? Yeah, we've had turnover, and, and frankly, all the turnover is my fault. Either I missed them on the screening process on the way in, or I had unrealistic expectations when we first were growing. And it's just one of those things as you're growing a business, you're learning. Um, and then other stuff, you know, it just wasn't what – just didn't work out the way we thought it would. So, um, so we just got a question here uh, from Jeremy Critt. He asked the question, so how much, and I'm going to paraphrase his question. He asked, how much are you making? In a nutshell, of that 400 GCI, is that what's paid to you or is that what's paid to the team? And how much do you, you keep of that? I think we'll, uh, uh, we'll probably finish at about 700 to 800 in GCI this year, um, probably 800 in GCI. And uh, of that, we'll keep our margins right now are 40%. So what's the number of that? 800 times 45%. To forty percent, so so three hundred twenty thousand is what we should net this year. So by net, you mean that's paid staff, that's paid marketing, that's paid travel expenses. Twenty will be in our pocket. Okay, 
Awesome. That's a pretty good number to be at, 320. How does let's go let's move to that to that question that it sounds like you're not super rock star at and and that's how how do you manage your time and what does your your normal day look like? Sure. Uh get up uh around I'm getting up at about 6:45 is is the time I get up at. Um from there I like to uh I try to get in and knock out any nonsense um nonsense right off the bat just clear it out of my inbox so it's not weighing on me um what kind of nonsense just stupid emails transaction stuff so it's not weighing on me stuff i need i know i need to do and maybe i probably should put that off to later at some point but i knock it out right away in the morning um from there i'm usually looking at something um uh maybe i'm watching colton Lindsay's interview or maybe i'm reading um i just joined kwyp which is keller williams young professional network reading the book for an upcoming thing we have going on or, you know, diving into Emory on something, or I've been listening a lot to uh, great by choice by Jim Collins right now. Um, so diving into that first thing in the morning is the sun. What, what time is that at that you're, you're doing that mindset stuff? Sure. Uh, seven to eight. Awesome. So seven you're spending eight. a whole hour on that then. Yeah, it's probably anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour at most. Yeah. How important is it to have that in your day every single day? I think it's huge because otherwise you get distracted into a bunch of things and you need to get to it before the noise starts happening. And otherwise you're going to just kind of always be wanting to get to it and you never do. So because by the end of the day, I mean, me personally, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to read. I'm. It's just not my thing. I'd rather read or listen to something first thing in the morning or while I'm cooking breakfast, I'm listening to a Gary Keller interview, you know, who knows anything like that. Mm, awesome. Okay. So nine o'clock comes around. What happens? Yeah. Nine o'clock comes around. Um, I start servicing the business to knock out anything that's important. Um, I try to do that. I try to lead Jen from Tuesday to Thursday, Mondays and Fridays. Um, I've been, uh, it's funny, you and Jim Schaefer have had a big impact on me. I saw how much you made last year when you posted it, and you said you were working mainly four-day weeks, and I'm like, how the hell is he doing that? And then uh, Jim's doing the same thing out of our office, and he's going to do 60 to $70 million in sales. And I'm like, so I try not to schedule anything on Fridays um, because we're usually driving to get out of town and go somewhere fun for the weekend. Um, so I don't schedule anything on Mondays. Monday's just about servicing the business handling buyer agent questions, you know, making sure the wheels are turning and things are going right. And then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, doing the lead gen, uh, you know, relationship nurturing. Um, so on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, I'm trying to do those calls from, you know, nine or 10 o'clock to about noon. So before, let's say a year ago, you were doing it differently, I would imagine, right? I want you to, because a lot of agents on this, on this are, are, do not have three or four or whatever, five buyer's agents. They don't, they don't have a team, right? So I want you to, to say, how would you do it if you, it was just you and maybe an assistant? What would it look like? It was just me and an assistant. I don't think it would be all that different. Um, obviously, the amount of transactions we're closing would be a lot less. Um, you know, for me, we've always been so buyer heavy. So like, so if you're asking about last year and when I had my wife join me full time in October, I literally was gone from the minute I woke up to the minute we got back. And then I'm like, you know, eating a little bit of food and I'm, I'm taking off and then she's doing all the processing paperwork. So, um, do you have I, more free time now in your business today than you did a year ago? 
Oh, it's not even, yeah, exponentially. Uh, we're doing more business than I ever anticipated this year. I mean, my goal is to, I think I told you when we met out in, uh, in, in uh, Anaheim, right? Do 15 million this year. Well, you've gone through pending, that. Pending, we have 20, almost 27. So, yeah. Awesome. That's super. So you're going to, you're going to definitely double it for sure. It sounds like. Yes. Cool, man. So uh, someone, Jeremy asked the question again. I may have missed it. What kind of homes are you selling? He wasn't real clear on that. So you're 170,000 price point. What type of homes are these? Uh, just single family retail. So just single family, three, four bed, two bath type stuff. Is that what they look like? Yeah, we're due to a number of things. We're mainly first time home buyers. So we're selling the entry level houses. My listing side, our average sale price is considerably more. It's about 225. Um, but on our buy side, it's like 160-ish. And our buy side, we're so heavy on the buy side, it, it pulls the average down about 170. So. Awesome. Edgar Sanson asks, how many hours a day are you lead generating? It sounds like two to three, Tuesday through yeah, Thursday. I would, I would say probably two hours on average, Tuesday through Thursday. Who, who are you calling on those two hours? So all those buyers that were closing, 80% of them, so that if you take 200 transactions, it's 160, right? Um, I've never talked to them before, so I've never had a conversation with them. I don't even, I only know their last name and what their sale price was. Uh, so after they close, I'm calling and saying, Hey, you know, it's Joe Delia with the Delia group. I just want to congratulate you on your sale. I have one, two, three main street. Um, do we owe you anything at this point? Is there any leftover, you know, to do items that we owe you for something? And 99% of the time it's no, I got to, yeah, Tom said he was going to, find someone to hedge my bushes the other day. So it's like, all right, so I found someone to hedge their bushes. Um, so I make that call and start building that relationship. And then I say, we have the three goal speech. I don't know if you've heard that since you joined Keller Williams yet, but um, fastest possible sale in the shortest, I'm sorry, best possible price, shortest time, smoothest process possible. If we do one and two, you will refer us and review us. And then, uh, so now I, my big push is, hey, you're going to be getting a, a link uh, to review us. I really would appreciate if you do that. Um, and then, you know, like we promised, sounds like you had a great process. Um, you know, anyone, you know, buying or selling would really appreciate that referral like we talked about. And awesome. So review link then is your, to build up online because online reviews are, are getting pretty powerful. And it's yeah. funny cause I, I don't, I have a Zillow profile. I don't have anything to do with it, but I remember I went on a listing appointment once and, and I, I you know, I sell more homes than 99% of the agents in my marketplace. And this lady says to me, she's like, well, I, you didn't have many reviews on Zillow. And I was like, what the frick does that have to do with anything, right? But it's obviously important for people because they're out there searching and looking on it, right? Yeah, my, my big aha at Mega um, beyond, I mean, there was a bunch of them, but especially this one is people trust strangers' online reviews over personal referrals. So if it's Colton Lindsay and Joe Gillia going into a listing appointment together and I have at this point, 51 five-star reviews, and maybe Colton Lindsay sells a lot more houses than me, and you're referred from, you know, their friend Sandy, I've got a leg up because they trust me because they're able, they vetted me in advance. For you, it's, oh, well, Colton worked for, with Sandy and they had a, a, a good experience. So we're starting to see the, well, I've already reviewed you. I like what you had, to, what people had to say about you. Come listening. And it's like, I mean, talk about the easiest listing consultation. What, what, what are you using to do reviews? What's your system for that? Uh, well, it's the post-close call, and all we're doing is sending it out. And what we're starting to do is implementing who had that, tra that buyer or seller and tracking for them and giving them percentages like, hey, you know, you've closed 10 people this month and only two have reviewed us. You need to start calling them 
in addition to my call. So, so what is the review link? What what service are you using to Zillow? For the, oh, just, so just the Zillow one. Yeah, and we need to we need to ramp up Realtor.com and truly and Zillow just in, integrated their two uh, their two reviews. So if one's on, if they review you on one, it, it goes, goes to, to the other. That was annoying having. Yeah, they're they're Zillio now, right? What's that? Their company's called Zillio now. <laughs> they're. Uh, you deal with them because you have to, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> see, you, you could see an agent doing 100, 200 deals a year, and uh, that's how much he loves Zillow. He loves it. Perfect. Do you guys use Facebook at all as far as – as that is a, a place to do reviews or no? Um, I don't – we don't push it, but people just happen to do it. So. Okay. So you really push the Zillow link then. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. So it's noon now. You're done lead generating. What's happened at that point of your day? It's time to start getting to work, you know what I mean, as far as uh, servicing the business for me personally, because I'm, I'm still in the thick of it, um, and uh, start doing CMAs, uh, start negotiating offers, start, you know, going on listing appointments, and, uh, and doing the rest. And our buyer's agents are all basically brand new. This is their first year doing business. So I get, I, for a while, it's starting to get less like this. I was a giant firefighter. You know, every one of their deals, they didn't know how to objection handle, they didn't know you know, another agent's running them over. So I had to constantly get pulled in on things all the time. It's, it's, it's winding down from that. Um, but pretty much on our, everyone on our team, there's only one person who was ever a realtor before they joined us. So. Okay. Awesome. So I wanted to point out his day starts off with owning his morning, right? Really sets the tone for what he wants to feel and think throughout the day moves to lead generation and then yep saves the, the second half of the day to go into um, appointments, meeting with people face-to-face, -face, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What time are you usually done for the day? Uh, it varies. I, we work super late Monday through Thursday. I mean, I go till I need to be done, um, and, and uh, my wife's the same way. She's is, that because, is that because you feel like you have to or just because you're playing addicted to go to work? I enjoy it. I'm not really working. It's This is like a, a giant um, – uh, game business fun yeah, thing you know it's um so it's it's just a giant game and i i okay i, I didn't i've never looked back and be like you know what i really wish i would have watched more tv <laughs> yeah do you have kids uh don't have kids no so so that may change in the future with with how your your goals and your outlooks are with that then sure. yeah be, sure. because you know my wednesday night turns into uh watching um hobby kids you ever seen hobby kids on youtube <laughs> Dude, it's freaking ridiculous. These stupid little kids have like 8 million views on their channel. I think it's because my daughter watched 400 million of them. It's <laughs> nuts, dude. No, I hear my uh, our friends, you know, everyone's either getting married or having babies right now. And uh, some of the stuff they're taught, Minions. I saw someone driving a, a Minion mobile the other day. Mm -hmm. I you know I, I see it on, you know. Oh, kids. yeah. Minions, dude. That's all the rage right now. Uh, you, you got Minions. You got uh, Despicable Me, Despicable Me too. Yeah, you got uh, – she loves that movie Home. And it's like, put your hands in the air like you just do not care. Yeah, it's like you'll get into it one day, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, moving forward uh, here, talk about your mentors. I want to hear about who have been your mentors or, or how important are mentors for you in your, your business. Yeah, I think um, – and when I first joined and never even knew who Colton Lindsay was, I started joining these different groups, and I think you were – 
WGR or something else before, and then and then and then now Fearless Agent. I didn't. Everyone talked about. I kept seeing you get a coach, get a coach, get a coach, get a coach, and I'm like, oh, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? And yeah. And then when I joined Keller Williams, that we have our own business coach inside our office, and she's so much more than a business coach. Um, that that she's had a major impact on just staying, ignoring the noise, and kind of honing us in on to what's important. Um, she's just been huge, absolutely huge for us. And we're going to start up maps coaching too, uh, here shortly. Um, but mentors in my life have been, I mean, my dad's the guy who, I mean, he's starting to slow down now, but I mean, that man literally would work from the second he got up in the morning to the second he went to bed every day of his life. I mean, like the one time if he's watching, you know, a Lions football game, getting pissed off, watching him lose, he's folding laundry at the same time. You know what I mean? And so he just would yeah. go nonstop all day, every day. And he, would work extremely hard and then sometimes work smart. You know what I mean? And that was just his, his thing. And um, so that instills a, a, a work ethic in you. And I think, um, you know, everyone around me in the wrestling world growing up, you know, you just don't, you don't, you're not in wrestling cause it's, you know, a lot of fun. It really actually kind of sucks. Um, but it's only fun if you're winning. So you've got to grind so hard to win. Yeah. Um, the, the mental toughness. So you I don't think- like to be a wrestler and lose that sucks, right? You know, it's funny. I was I was talking to the podcast I did earlier uh, last week, and the other guy was the guy who lost all the time but stuck with it. I I couldn't have done that. I just I, I won the majority of the time, which is why I enjoyed it. But um, I hate losing. So. You you know uh, where the WGR came from, right? I have no idea. So I, I on a lot of my earlier videos, I would call people and say I'm the world's greatest realtor. And so I started. I had a website, the world's greatest realtor, realtor.com. And that's what I built all my branding off of. And uh, I didn't realize it was a code of ethics violation. So someone turned me in to NAR and I got cease and desist orders and like all this crazy stuff. So we changed it to the world's greatest real estate sales team. So that's my sales team now is the WGR. Winning the inner game is my personal like mindset website. And then fearless agent is uh, obviously coaching and training. So that's the story behind that. If you're wondering, you get turned in a lot. You just must be out there just pissing a lot of people off or something. Didn't you just get turned in for something else? I saw. Oh, geez. Oh, oh yeah. It was on MailChimp. Someone from some stupid agent, my board, like one of our things is we just send our listings out to people in our, in our marketplace. And they were all bent that we used MailChimp to send them. And there was actually like a couple of my friends got the same thing, lost their MailChimp account. So stupid. Screw you for working hard, Colton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I have offended a, a people. I remember back when I did a lot more Fizbos. I don't do as many now, but I remember it was one year, I think I did 40 uh, for sale by owners. And there was a couple agents, they would call my broker all the time, all pissed and like, hey, Colton listed my client's house. And uh, I'm like, what the f- are you talking about? Your client, <laughs> you didn't have a signed contract with them. They had it for sale by owner's side in their yard. You jerk yeah, off. My client's house. <laughs> so yeah, there were quite a few people. I've, I've, I've learned though. Yeah, if people aren't hating on you, man, you're not doing it right. You gotta, people are gonna criticize the successful. So cool, man. So what about, uh, do you have a belief in, in a God, a higher power, a source energy? What's your take on that? And how does that involve with your business? I, uh, I believe the harder we work, the more successful we are. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, the harder we work, the luckier we've gotten. So whatever that, uh, whatever that leads into. So, so like Benjamin Franklin said, the, 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 the more you help yourself, the more God helps you sort of thing. Yeah. It's just uh, the, the, the harder we've, we've gone at it and the, the smarter we've approached things, the, uh, the luckier we've gotten, you know what I mean? So, 
Um, that, that's what, uh, in, at a complete foundation standpoint, I just believe in uh, um, hard work and working smart and working and surrounding myself with people that are better than me. And uh, that's resulted in, in everything. So um, the, the spirituality thing is not me that much, no. Okay. All right. Fair enough, guys. So what advice would you give to new agents out there? Uh, I think start with um, start with the end in mind on virtually everything you're doing. So um, and stop, get out of your own way. Stop thinking that you have it figured out. So when I, when the first thing I did after joining Keller Williams and family reunion is literally that first week I went and toured Mike Perna's office. Well, Mike Perna's going to do 130, 140 million this year. He's out of the same market area with us. And it's like, well, Mike Perna uses top producer. I'll use top producer, right? I mean, it's not, if it's good enough for Mike Perna, it's good enough for me. And it's not all this analysis paralysis posting in every single Facebook group online, getting a bunch of opinions from people who don't do any business. It's, you know, find someone who is doing a lot of business and just copy them. Oh, well, Ben Kenny uses Brivity. Well, guess what? Guess who's now using Brivity? We are, you know what I mean? So it's um, not just get out of your own way and, um, and get a CRM early. That's one thing that I learned last year is I, I calculated that I lost over just that I know of about 3 million in business by being too busy. And that's when, you know, so three million in business, that's ninety thousand in commission. So I lost ninety thousand dollars because I was too busy to follow up with that. Um, so get the things that you're bad at off your plate. Begin with the end in mind, um, and stop. Get out of your own way. Just do the foundational things that um, that build a business that are successful. Talk to enough people that are going to buy or sell. You're going to love this. We've just listed just cold. Just listed just sold around a, a condo we just sold in Rochester Hills. And it was a wrong number for a farm property an hour north of here. And they're like, funny, you called because we've been talking about listing. I just booked it for 250 and we've already put them under contract on their buy for 170,000 or something all in like, and it was a wrong number. It was a wrong. Number. Yeah. So, and so the key is, is just be in front of people, right? Especially in a market like this. Right now, the secret to today's real estate is get the frick in front of deals, right? You can just get in front of deals. They're going to happen. Not that hard. Another one, same thing. We had another just listed, just sold. And I'm chasing this guy right now. He said he wants to list half a million bucks. Wrong number for the area in which we were calling on with Mojo. You know, it's like, it's not that difficult. Just when you Looking at you and hearing your story, and I'm glad that I got to know you a little bit more. I mean, you you didn't get into real estate like most agents do. You had a an entrepreneur background. You had a really strong drive, and you had a sales background. You understood, hey, I need to get in front of people. I need appointments. I need to do a presentation. I need to get a contract signed. I get paid when I get contracts signed. So uh, on that standpoint to a new agent, what would you recommend to agents that, that don't have a background like you but still want to get into this business? Yeah, well, I so I don't know if you've ever, if you've never taken a DISC test, D-I-S-C, you really should. And that'll tell you what you're really good at and what you're not good at. Um, my natural personality is I'm unbelievably direct and I'm as extrovert as it gets. So I could literally talk to you all day. I mean, that would wouldn't be a problem. You know, I could talk all day to probably myself. Um, <laughs> seriously, seriously. I could have a conversation with myself all day long and, and, and crack myself up in the process. But someone else who's more task-based, your typical engineer, they can also be extremely successful, right? But they have to know what they're good at and really focus on it and, and, and the way in which to approach it. And if you don't know who you are um, and, and take everything that you're bad at, so once you know who you are and you're being self-aware, 
leverage all the stuff that you're bad at. Um, and that's what I've done. I've really, at this point in our business, I'm just doing things I like to do and I'm actually good at. Um, and everything else is done by everyone else. Sometimes are you uh, walking around the house talking to yourself and your wife thinks you like have multiple personalities or <laughs> she'll hear me just cracking up when I'm, it's just me in the kitchen and all I'm doing is thinking about some funny situation I was in. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, what? no, I do that all the time. My, my wife's like, are you schizophrenic? And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> just having a conversation with myself, you know, like get off my back. Yeah, I know. dude. It's just, uh, but they, I bet, have you just test yourself yet? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pretty high I and a pretty high D. Um, and actually, I just took the disc again, just barely. And my my C has grown dramatically. I've become a little bit more analytical. And it's funny because even though I'm pretty outgoing, I really actually hate people, right? Like, I, I just don't want to – I mean, I want to talk to people, but I don't want to talk to people because half the time I'm like, what the frick are you talking about right now? Are you retarded? You know what I mean? Well, Yeah. No, I know what you're. I know what you're talking about. I, but I like to. I like to surround myself with, um, again, another. You're your five closest people, right? So absolutely, I'm with the people that I really enjoy. I mean, I can talk to anyone about anything. That's always been uh, one of my things. But I really enjoy talking to people like yourself, or um, you know, McPerna or Jim Schaefer, you know, guys that are trying to blow this thing through the roof. Um, then I could talk, I mean, literally all day. I mean, what I, I think, I, I think bringing that up, it's like, it's not even just a guy blown it through the roof. It's a guy with purpose, right? It's like, what, what's the purpose? You think about it every single day, you've got one opportunity to do everything you can. What are you going to do with today? Are you going to empower others? Are you going to really transform another person's life? Are you going to create massive value or is it about you? Is it about yourself and what you get from it? And, and you know, that's part of growing a team is, is you get to empower those those sales agents to work with you can empower those people that first time home buyer man remember your first home like seriously it's it's a pretty powerful thing so I, you have to have just naturally a customer service dedication mentally um that needs to be at the forefront money's just a, a byproduct of doing all the right things so if you're doing all the right things the money shows up if you're doing all the wrong things the money doesn't show up and it's really just up to you to do the right things. And the right things have already been proven over and over and over. So, so and that's what you spoke earlier is, okay, you saw he was using top producer. I'm going to use top producer. And that's one of the things that I teach with winning the inner game of your, of your life and your real estate business is number one thing is follow a freaking proven system, a proven model. Don't get in here trying to reinvent the wheel, right? If you want to go become a bodybuilder, go learn from someone who's a world-class bodybuilder. If you want to become a marathon runner, learn from someone that's a world-class marathon runner, right? Learn a proven system. I want to hop into some of these guys' questions. How do you see the future of your real estate in the next, or no, not your real estate. How do, do you see the future of real estate in the next five years? I think uh, the solo agent is going to be in world of hurt. Um, I don't, I think teams are going to take over. They already are. Teams are, are doing the vast majority of the business that is out there. And I really see the solo agent really having a hard time because the business mindset is entering this industry and you've got the Mark Spain's, the, the Jeff Glover's, the, the um, you know, Mike Perna's, uh, these guys doing thousand transactions um, and, and have budgets of, you know, literally hundreds of thousands of dollars. And how are you going to compete with that as a solo agent? Uh, how, if I'm on a listing appointment versus a sole agent, I have 10 full-time people. 
I cost virtually the same amount of money as you do. And it's just you. Um, and so when I'm out doing a listing appointment, you know, it takes us probably on average an hour to respond to someone's email on a transactional stuff. How long does it take you if you're showing a buyer all day long? You know, yeah, so absolutely. It's, it's created that business. Yes. And not to, to mention, I mean, with the way social media is, you got YouTube, you got Twitter, you got Facebook, you got Periscope, Blab, uh, everything out there, man, you're starting to see uh, a whole new world of possibility opening up that forever in the real estate business, it was follow the Mike Ferry system, right? And like, I love how Mike Ferry teaches prospecting, but he doesn't teach you to be a business owner. He teaches you to be a slave to your business, right? And, and this, there's more to life than being a friggin' slave. It's about having a life worth living. I think that's even the Keller Williams motto or motto, right? Have a life worth living or something like that. Business worth owning, life worth living. Probably. So, I've only been here six months. I know you're like on three months or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So uh, how, how can you make your, profitable, more, pro, your business more profitable? That's a question we had on here. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's getting more listings um, and being less reliant on one lead source. Half our business is one, you know, is is through a referral source. Um, so ramping up listings because listings, I mean, our funnel is already set. The systems, the foundation. I mean, I could run 200 listing transactions through our systems and processes already, and my overhead would rarely increase. Um, where so that that obviously would be a ton more versus a buyer's agent that you're paying half the commission to. So, um, so it, increase more on the listing side. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, listings have the greatest leverage. I mean, the average listing, a listing agent on a team makes 10% and they can carry 20 listings. Right. So, um, you know, how, could a buyer's agent carry 20 active buyers at one time? No. Yeah. Are you happy with your profitability currently? Uh, 40% okay. Um, for us still being pretty heavy into the business is a little lower than I would like. And that's because we're so reliant on a referral source right now. But yeah, the answer is absolutely yes. But I know where we're headed. Uh, so it's where, where ideally would you like to be at your target? 45%. And that's if I was completely removed out of the business and we had hired someone in to take the, the, the stuff my wife does. So we're both on instead of in. Um, okay. But, you know, Perna runs at 31%, but he's also going to make like, you know, $1.4 million this year. So, you know, if I'm making $1.4 I'll take 31%. Awesome. Well, and you know what? Some of those business expenses uh, are some pretty fun things that you get experience, right? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I know, I know uh, my business sent me to the World Cup last year, and that was freaking awesome. They did a retreat there in Rio, and it was like, awesome. I love my boss, you know? Incredible. That's incredible. It's good that he's willing to do that for you. <laughs> yeah. So what, what splits do you have with your – Michael Bast asked, what kind of splits do you have with your team members, and how do you keep the talent from walking? Well, talent, I mean, they have to appreciate the leverage in which, I mean, they, they only do like this much of the transaction. So, and they get paid half the commission. Um, so uh, the buyer's agents are 50-50. Uh, Our lead buyer specialist gets a 5% override on all the buy sides besides his own. He doesn't get an override on his own business. Um, he has a full-time showing agent that he splits his half with. So he's 25% of his own deals. The full-time showing agent's 25%. And then he gets a 5% override on the buy side of the business. because Does that showing agent show every buyer's homes or just his? Just his. And then the other agents can lean on her and pay her on a per house basis. Okay. And, or, and sit in on inspections or whatever, or closing. I, I paid her 50 bucks for closing to sit in because I had 
a couple at the same time the other day. Um, so yeah, so that, that's the way they're structured. So you, you're, you're actually the one that typically goes to your closings then? I, I only go to my listings closings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So what are your thoughts? This was a question uh, came through. What are your thoughts about upping your price point? Yeah, that'd be great, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it will it will climb up. It's actually like climbing down right now, um, but it, it will climb up. We're the stuff we have in motion um, will climb. We're going to start farming, and we're dialing, and we're working on SEO um, into higher price point areas. So um, yeah, it's it's the it's going to climb. It'll be, it'll be at least 200 next year. There's no doubt. You have to remember we're in Michigan too. You know, it's not like we're in California or um, one of these markets to where there's everything's a half million dollars. Well, isn't so. like 20 to 25% of Detroit, like a jungle, like a brick jungle, like they don't even maintain it. Or is that just like stories online? Oh, no, that's not stories at all. Depending on Detroit, what people don't understand about the city of Detroit is it has some of the largest, I don't know what the square mileage is, but you can fit something like Miami, Boston, Manhattan, and like two other major cities inside the square footage and square mileage of Detroit. It is massive. Um, so yeah, there's entire, I mean, if you saw Grand Torino, the movie with Clint Eastwood, that was filmed in Detroit. So you saw like two houses on an entire block. Um, there's some spots. And then on the other side, I just listed one in the university district, um, that he bought last year for 180,000. I just sold it for 245 and he's had it for like 10 months. You know what I mean? So depending on what district, other parts and down where Gilbert's doing all his rehab and rehab addicts going with that Nicole Curtis girl, um, you can't even touch stuff, uh, down there unless you're paying all cash and you're talking like 300 plus thousand dollars all cash. So, wow. You know, it, it, it really, it's very district based. So Casey Matson wrote, being in your office, I see how you're constantly networking with other top producing agents in our market. How has that experience impacted how uh, impacted your business? Yeah. Are other top producing agents open and willing to share? Yeah, and uh, it's funny, Casey, that you asked that question because I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, everyone, um, there's very few people that I've ever messaged and they're like, uh, and not gotten back to me. And um, most of them have no idea who I am. And literally coming off the, going onto the plane on a family reunion, um, Jim DeMora, who's, you know, out of the Northville market, he's doing 30, some 30 million this year. I don't know where he's going to land. You know, I literally walked, I'm sitting next to him. He goes, Oh, are you with KW? I'm like, no, I'm here as a guest. And he's like, well, you should come to my office. He literally handed me his entire farming campaign. And we sat together for two hours. And he hands me every single marketing piece he sends out to everyone in, in his farm. I mean, that's insane, right? And he gives us his entire marketing calendar. From there, I walk upstairs to Mike Perna's office, and I'm asking him questions. He's like, honestly, I don't deal with a lot of that anymore. Let, let me take you to the person who does. And I could, he's like, yeah. And he just leave me there to ask a million questions. I asked him what his follow-up plan is, and he goes, and I'm like, you know, I'll, I'll look at it, and we'll kind of adjust. He goes, just copy it. All I did was copy it off other people, too. You know, so it's like, you know, these guys, um, the sharing culture within KW, and I'm not telling you that's every single agent, but um, there's plenty of business to go around. Um, and, and it's not rocket science as to what they do. I mean, Casey, you could go take Jim to coffee anytime in our office and he'll tell you any question you want to know. So um, I think that's a, a KW culture. One thing Jim sold me on when I was down there for, uh, for family union was, um, and I was like, slightly buzzed at the time when he said it just like resonated with me he goes at keller williams you have your hand up on the ladder 
and someone's pulling you up. And for me, that's Jim, that's Mike Perna, that's um, different guys. They're pulling you up. And then you need to have your hand down pulling someone else up uh, on the ladder with you. So um, that's, uh, that's what I think our culture is. Well, and that's, that's just part of being a good person, right? Like that's one of the things I reached out to a kid the other day. I had a referral appointment and the guy had interviewed like 13 agents off of Zillow. I don't know how he was on Zillow or something, but uh, the guy called me up. I'd sent him the contract to sign. He planned on listing. And then he said, well, you know what? I met with this other agent that said he would do a 30 day listing contract. I'm like, all right, whatever you got to do. You know what I mean? And I was like, call me if you change your mind. He didn't end up listing with anyone. It was the funny part, but I, I sent a message to that guy. Um, his name is Jeremy Olson. And I said, Hey man, can I, are you open to some coaching? And I'm like, never lower your standard to a 30 day listing contract. You're letting them take control of you and your life and your business. And now, uh, you know, uh, he's totally looking to make some change in his, his business and his career. And it's like, it's super awesome to see what, what happens when you just reach out to someone and, and just, you know, give, right. Isn't that the, the philosophy? Just give. Well, yeah, it's, it's no different than, you know, what we were talking about earlier in that you have to have a customer service mindset. And I think that customer service mindset is especially to uh, other agents in your marketplace. Half the time, I want to reach through the computer and strangle them sometimes. But at the same time, if you do that, you know, you're going to have you're going to have a lot of uh, issues in the future. Right. So, yeah, we, we try to service not only our client, but we're trying to service the co-op agent, because guess what? If you're a jerk and we're in a multiple offer situation, guess who they're probably saying, you know, this offer looks good, but this guy's a real Dink. jerk to deal yeah. with. Or we can go with Joe and his team and, you know, they're fantastic, right? So Yeah. So a, a great book, go read, Raving Fans, apply that into your systems. One of the things we do at every closing is we're sending a handwritten thank you card to the other agent, right? Because we want to make sure that, hey, you had a great experience with this. And that does piss me off when people try and recruit my assistant, by the way, because of how <laughs> rock star she is. No, seriously, that's been happening in my marketplace lately, little suckers. Okay, now it's we're at the top of the hour. I appreciate you being on. Give one more time where people can contact you and yeah. how they get a hold of you. Yeah, uh, my cell is 248-933-9462. Uh, and then uh, you can just email me at info at the Delia group. Um, that's kind of a general catch-all mailbox and uh, the, the forward stuff onto me. So, um, yeah, reach out anytime about anything. I'd love to, you know, talk to anyone or, or talk with you about uh, any questions you might have. And everything I'm telling you is just stuff I heard from other people <laughs> and we're implementing. So it's just, you know, paying it forward. Awesome. Thanks for being on. We appreciate you. Thank you guys for watching. Go to fearlessagent.com. Make sure that you get a complimentary coaching call or on Tuesday we're doing our free teleseminar trainings. Also, if you guys are not implementing uh, a system like Mojo Dialer into your business, make sure you get – Joe, I didn't even ask you that. Do you guys use Mojo or a dialing system? Yeah, Mojo for everything. Yeah. See, hear that right here. A guy doing 200 deals a year, use Mojo, right? Get into a coaching program, use Mojo, and leverage your time. Thank you, guys. We'll see you guys soon. Hey, everyone. Did you like this episode? Well, be sure to subscribe and share it with friends. If you want free content and world-class training on inner game, real estate, and turning the impossible into possible and the invisible into visible, well, visit me at winningtheinnergame.com and enter your name and email to the winner circle. We'll see you there.